be with us, mate. You're your life member. Sounds like a threat. <laughs> Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. Good. Uh, half, half, tell half. Nestor that I only scored three. Yeah. I'd love to. Can we go? Carl, uh, that was a remarkable game. It was, wasn't it? What turned that around? Because after the first 20 minutes, the opening goal, and I asked Ryder the same, it looked like you were well, well out of the race, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, look, they're a very good side. Um, as you said, I, I think it was a, a great game, a very open game. Both teams had um, you know, a lot of attacks, and um, but I suppose at the end of the day, you know, the game was at a high tempo. The referee allowed the game to flow which you know, allowed it to be such a, a, a good game. Um, you know, as I said, they're, they're an excellent side um, and it just took us a little while to adjust to the pressure that they were putting on, on us to, to play through and once we started to play through that, that pressure, we then started to have um, a little bit more belief in ourselves. Is it, do you think this is potentially the game changer for your side's aspirations of taking the trophy, one of the trophies, because Melbourne City had been you know, leading for so long, and in the end, you taught them a lesson. Oh, look, the SA, you know, we're a very good side at home. We're, um, and, you know, we've, we've shown that this year, and, and we showed it again tonight that at home we're a very difficult side to play against. Um, but it's just the one off game tonight. You know, we've still got a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, you know, as you said, um, we were. We're, we were very good tonight, but there's still room for us to improve our, ourselves. Um, so, look, we will enjoy tonight um, and then, you know, refocus on Monday and get ready for Newcastle next week. How's it, Ross? Yeah, he's OK. Um, you know, he's, it was um, not pretty. Um, he's had quite a few stitches there, so... Um, but he's good. He, I had a good chat to him just then. Um, he, feels, he feels good, so we'll see... Um, you know, I think he'll have to maybe see a plastic surgeon to make sure that the the stitches, um, you know, go in quite well, so it doesn't ruin his looks. But um, yeah, it was a nasty knock. Where was it? Yeah, just above the eye. So um, yeah, it's opened almost all the way across the top of the eyebrow. Carl, interested to hear your your message at halftime. Obviously, it was a dominant opening, sort of 20, 30 minutes from Melbourne, and then you did work your way back in and that goal in stoppage time. What, what was the message then at, uh, at half-time? At half-time, yeah, look, we were sort of uh, falling into their trap a little bit and it was important um, that the players um, understood that we needed to, to break that first line of press and once we broke that first line of press, we were virtually against their back four um, and we just needed to make sure, you know, we stretched them so that gave us that space there and, and the boys um, started to do that and we had a lot of success with that in the second half. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts on uh, firstly Luca coming on early and then um, obviously not not up to playing uh, 90 minutes but his stint um, and then also um, Jay coming off the bench for him particularly not having perhaps a hell of a lot to do with the ball but such a ton of work you know off the ball um, in, in hmm. such a crucial part of the game. Yeah look I, I suppose when Luca came on he sort of just changed the dynamics for us um, up front and put a lot more pressure on them. Um, and, and, you know, sort of stretch them with making those runs in behind. Um, so he, you know, did an excellent job, did what I asked him to do. So, um, and he just ran out of, ran out of petrol. Uh, you know, it's a, 
even though he's been playing a lot in the NPL for us, it's it's a huge difference between NPL tempo and, and the A-League tempo, and I don't think, you know, tonight is, you know, one of the, the highest tempo games that we've had this year. So that took a lot out of him. And, you know, Jay Barnett, I've known Jay for a long time. Uh, I know his qualities. Um, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to working with him for the next two years. And uh, Louis as well, goal and assist, um, you know, it's just... Again, it's such an important game for him to, to step up and he really did. Yeah, look, you know, Louis is a young player, um, but he's got a lot of experience. Um, and tonight he was, was excellent. Uh, he used a lot of energy tonight. And, you know, that's the only reason he came off, because um, we needed to keep that high tempo in the middle of the park. Um, and that's why we, you know, we brought Jay and Ethan in there to keep that tempo up and, and to keep putting them under pressure. Um, Carl, asked rather about this too. So most sides probably don't look forward to playing Melbourne City, but your Adelaide United side last season only loses one game and it's after extra time. This season, the draw and the win probably should have won the first one too. Why do you feel your side, I guess, fares much better than the average of the league against a team like Melbourne City? Yeah, I suppose, um, you know, we stick to our principles when we, we will attack them. Um, and I suppose a, a lot of teams that play, you know, sort of set, sit quite deep against them and, and don't want to, you know, give away too much. But once you sit deep against the quality that they've got, they, they will punish you. Um, so it's a bit of a risk to play that, that open and attacking game. But, um, you know, I, I backed the boys and, and told them to go out and enjoy it and, and have a go. And do you feel kind of like you're taking, you're trying to fight fire with fire and beat them at their own game? Yeah, look, as I say, um, you know, when we're at home, um, our supporters get right behind us um, and that just gives a, a lot more energy to our players uh, and you saw that again tonight, the, the support that we had was fantastic um, and the fans, you know, really drove the players home and especially in that second half, that 20, 25 minutes, um, it was, you know, excellent to watch and the boys' energy was just feeding off our supporters. Your time in charge has been characterised, I guess, by streaks. You know, you have a very good streak where you look untouchable, then a month, a tough month where you can't, I guess, buy a win. Do you feel now eight games um, undefeated streak? Do you feel like you come in every week knowing what you're going to get from your players, knowing what to expect? Yeah, look, it's it's a uh, it's just where we are as a club. You know, um, you know, you look at our bench tonight. Um, everyone was, um, you know, I think. Well, he was the oldest on the bench. I think Asad tonight was the oldest on the bench. He's 21, 22. Um, so that's where we are as a club. We have a lot of young players. And, and so we're going to get a little bit of inconsistencies across the course of the season, depending on which um, the younger players are playing and how, they, how they're going. They can't play at their high level every week. So, um, so that's where we are. Um, you know, we don't have the luxury of, of bringing really experienced players off the bench, and sometimes, you know, we get that inconsistency with, our, with the way we play. Oh, you just, sorry, so you just mentioned the bench. Do you think this this win could be underestimated in the sense talking about your bench and looking at Melbourne City's bench, Galloway, Jamis, and Thorin Barringer? They can bring these players on, and you're having to rely on sub 21 year olds. Like you can't really underestimate that three points and how important that is tonight. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's very important for us as a club. Um, and it gives, as you said, it gives the players belief and it, it's great exposure for our younger players as well to see the level that they need to be at. Because um, that game tonight was a high level and and it's a, a great experience for, for the younger players 
to watch it and the ones that actually got on and, and played. Cal, just in world football, we're seeing something quite different with the way substitutes are being used, the five subs and all that sort of stuff. Do you think Nestory is going to be one of those players? And we've seen this like at World Cup level, Premier League level, Serie A, Spain, where they just come off the bench, they don't never start a game, come off the bench, do the business and do it again next week. Is this is this the type of player he might sort of become? No, I think he'll, he'll become a 90-minute player. Um, he's developing, as I said. Um, when we do some of our testing, he is um, the best physical in, in some of the, our work. Um, so he's just, you know, 17. It's, it takes years to build up, you know, the work that you need to play at this level. And just not the physical aspects, it's the tactical aspects as well. And he's starting to understand that as well, his role in playing in those positions. So, um, yeah, look, I, I believe um, Nestor is, I know I've said this many a times, um, I think he is, you know, the top is easily attainable for him um, if he keeps working and keeps his head switched on and you know, has good people around him and, and give him good advice and he listens to the right people, you know, he'll go all the way to the top.